Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible that we have, that you've given us, inspired, and we plead and ask for the Holy Spirit to give us now the wisdom and understanding that's necessary to know your word, and we give you thanks in the precious, loving, redeeming name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, today we'll be memorizing five scriptures about the authority of the Bible with uh, Bible Rich Pictures. And our first question, and we go by questions just like uh, we're conducting a Bible study with ourselves. So our first question is uh, How does memorizing the Bible help us? And we include a key text, not sin against thee. So it helps us to know uh, where, where the scripture, uh, what scripture we're looking for. And the, the, the answer is found in Psalms 119, verse 11. Uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So Johanna, tell us more about this picture. All right. Um, our icon for Psalms is the upside down music letter because Psalms is, means spiritual songs. And so it's made in the shape of a P. So that you remember it's Psalm. The first letter of uh, Psalms is P. And we have Psalm 119, so we took the two, one, two ones from it and put the Bible, open Bible in between. And then we put an icon, like it's um, like it's a caption saying thy word. And God speaks his word and the prophets spoke his word. So that's your picture for thy word. And then have I hid in my heart. So we have a heart here. And then we have the psalm note. Now this is you hiding the word, which is the book, Bible open in your heart. So that's the first part of Psalm 119.11. So it's thy word have I hid in my heart. And then we did another Psalm 119 picture with that I might not sin. So here's a man standing there in the shape of a one. And then another one for the not sign over the number nine. This is commandment nine, thou shalt not lie. If you were at the booth, you saw that one. And so we use those in our pictures so that you can uh, memorize them. So that's that I might not sin. And then this verse, 11 against thee we have the 11 made into a man with his hand up uh, and the psalm note upside down like a weapon like against sweet jesus standing there in the in the one of the other 11. so we'll say it together like this we'll go psalm 119 thy word have I in my heart that i might not sin against thee Psalm 119. Yes, and let, let's say it three. Let's say it uh, three more times to to lock it into our memory. Psalm 119:11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119:11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 119.11 thy, One more. Thy word have, have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119.11 Now we're going to read the, I'm going to read the text, and as I read the text, you take, Take the image that you were just reviewing and, and let's lock the image into our mind just by reading the text. Thy word 
No, I mean, this will, I'll just read. I'll go ahead and read. And I'm going to help you visualize And she'll help, and Johanna will help us visualize it. Thy word. So you should see the man, or the psalm note right here, with the word, with the Bible open, and the, a caption saying, Thy word. Have I hidden mine heart. You should see the 11 with the Bible open, hiding it in the heart. That I might not. And then the man standing here for the other one, 19, um, with the not sign, uh, with the commandment 9. Sin against thee. With that sin, and then the 11 with the man uh, standing there with the, yeah, fighting against Jesus. So then we, we review what we, uh, the picture again, and this time let's go ahead and repeat it again together. Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119.11. What must we do for God to help us understand the Bible? And our key text is, call unto me. In Jeremiah 33 is the answer, and the Bible tells us, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Johanna, tell us more about this picture. Uh, Jeremiah icon is made into the house with the pit, with the mire down here that Jeremiah sank into because there was no water. So we have a we make them also in the shape, like this is the J for Jerah, and then you can think Myra, because he sang into the Myra, for Jeremiah. And then we have 33, the first 33, we have like Jeremiah down here, and this is lips, so that's a three made into lips with the voice, and he's calling unto me, this is God up here, you can say, and it's made into a three, and I, in the shape of lips with the voice coming out, and I will answer thee. So that's the first part, and then we have and show thee great and mighty. So now we have the three, first three made into eyeballs for show thee, and then down to this three, we're gonna have to go up great and mighty. So this is a man with his muscles. And this is, <laughs> we're also hiding in some of these already the verse, because later on after you get this part, then you can get the verse, because after you've memorized 2000, you start getting them mixed up. Was that the verse or the chapter number? So we've kind of this will have two dots. It'll be 33 verse three later on when we do the very rich. But right now we want to get the chapter and the book, uh, the book and the chapter in our minds. And then things which thou knowest not. This is Daniel who was reading Jeremiah, and this is probably what he read so he could know to call on God and he was giving that dream. And it says he will show that, that Daniel he was shown those things which he knew not. So there's a blank up there, and this is the great image with the head of gold, arms of silver, belly of brass, iron legs, and the rock that hits it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and repeat these uh, three times. Let me I'll, oh, yeah. I'll tell you how we're going to say it first. Right. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Right, and now let's go ahead and repeat it three times to lock it in our memories. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, 
and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Now we'll, I'll read the text, and Johanna will help put the imagery back into place. Call unto me. You should see the Jeremiah down here with a mouth on this three, and another three with this mouth calling unto him. And I will answer thee. And then this mouth answering the person down in the pit. And show thee great. And so that should, you should see the eyeballs for that three, and then the great at the bottom of the next three. And mighty things. And the mighty things with the man with the arm muscles in a three shape. Which thou knowest not. And this 33, you should see Daniel seeing the things that he knew not. Now let's look at the picture again, and we'll all repeat this together. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. For 33. Sorry. According to Jesus, where do we find the truth? And the key text is, I am the way. John 14 is the answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Johanna is going to tell us more about this picture. All right. The icon for John is the world and the hands because uh, the Gospels are in four different uh, aspects of God. And the fourth one is that he is God of John. And so this is the world. And we put made that into the letter A because John is all about God. And this is where you find all the I am's because in Exodus 3 is where he says, I am that I am. He is the present living God. And so um, John 6 says, I am the bread. John 8, you'll have, I am the light of the world. And before Abraham was, I am. John 9 is, I am the light of the world. And John 10 is, I am the door. John 11 is, I am the resurrection and the life. Um, when raising Lazarus. And then in John 14, we have, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this, if we use this in a lot of the Johns, because that's a lot that he says. And so now you, this is Jesus again over here in the one uh, for the. And we're going to have that be the, not a. He is the way. And so we have this four. And you can think it's the north, the south, east, and west. He has all the way to get to heaven. So these you just use these little clues to put in your mind to lock in one and a four is I am the way. And then he is the truth. And so we know in Psalm 119, 151, and 142 says that, that all thy commandments are truth, and thy law is truth. So we use that in this four for the truth and, and the life. And so plants, when they're blooming and growing, we know that's life. The life is in the plant, and it's, so you can now not get confused with I'm the way and the truth and the light, because a lot of times we don't remember it's light or life. So now you can remember it's the life, and also the, uh, the John icon works good in this because he created everything. So you can think of life also connecting it in John. 
for this. So we'll put it together like this. We'll say, John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14. Yes, and let's go ahead and repeat that three times together to lock it into our memory. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14. The, uh, now we're going to go ahead and uh, repeat, I'll repeat this text and Johanna will uh, provide the imagery of what we should be seeing during, as we're looking at the text. Right, you want to try and move it over into the picture, what you want to see, because that picture is going to last a long, long time. The words will fade away in about maybe a month if you've memorized just the words and you don't go over it, but that picture will seem to stay in your mind for a long, long time. Right. I am the way. Right, so you should see the John icon up here, and then the, Jesus standing there, and the way, all four directions of the way. The truth. And so you should see Jesus with the Ten Commandments. And the life. And the, with Jesus standing there, and the four with the plants growing up. And let's go ahead and we'll all repeat this together. John 14. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14. Our next question is, how do we learn and understand Bible principles and doctrines? And our key text is precept upon precept. Isaiah 28 is where we find the answer in the Bible. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Johanna, let's tell, tell us more about this picture. All right, the icon for Isaiah, some of you already know this one from the booth, is the angel with the six wings. Because uh, Isaiah saw that angel in the sixth chapter of Isaiah, and it had the six wings, two to cover its face, two to cover its feet, so its feet, you can't see them, and then two to fly with. And we have the, uh, oh, and also there's 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. So this icon tells you a lot about the book. And then so you can think, well, the eyes were covering the, or the wings were covering the eyes, or eye, you can say eyes, and then he can still say, so Isaiah. You can even, when you see the face, you think Isaiah. And then these are made into straight lines for the capital letter I for Isaiah. And so the first words over here is, but the word of the Lord so we have this two made into a mouth that's speaking. So that's the word. And then now we're going to say that this is God. And so the word of the Lord was unto them. And amazingly, this is actually the picture for Genesis 28, which is Jacob laying on the rock pillow, and he sees the ladder to heaven, which is in 28. So we just put um, the two. Of Genesis. Man, I mean Genesis, yeah. 20. So, 28. And so we just put this... Um, Ten Commandments and the Bible in the middle of it to work for this picture. And so that works nicely because it was unto them. So you can say unto the 
Jacob turned to be Israel, Israel, so the Israelites, to all the Israelites, this is how they understand the word, is precept upon precept. So we have this first table, you can think of as how you love God, the first four commandments. And then, so that precept, that won't get you to heaven, but then you learn how to love your neighbor, which is precept upon precept, the second table. And then that precept upon the Bible, which would be uh, Jesus saving us. And then you have the whole thing. And then we can go down here, which the ladder makes line upon line, line upon line. So that gives you the lines. And then you can say here a little, down here by where you're at the bottom of the ladder, way up at the top, and there a little. So we'll say it together like this. Isaiah 28. But the word of the Lord was unto them. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. Great. And let's go ahead and repeat this three times to lock it into our memory. Isaiah... 28, but the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, Isaiah 28, but the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28, but the word of the Lord was unto them. Precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28. Now I'll read this text and Johanna will help visualize what's going on with the picture. But the word of the Lord. You should see the top of the two with the mouth, with the voice coming out, and then the Isaiah mouth saying the word of the Lord. Was unto them. You should see the bottom of the two, Jacob laying there on his bed. Precept upon precept. So you should see the New Testament table upon the New, uh, I mean the Ten Commandment table, the first four, and then the second table. Precept upon precept. And that table upon the Bible. Line upon line. The bottom line of the eight upon the middle line of the eight. Line upon line. And that line upon the bottom line of the top eight. Here a little and there a little. And we'll review the picture one more time. Isaiah 28. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28. Our fifth text is, should we use our own interpretation or historical evidence to understand prophecy? And our key text is, no prophecy. And our answer is found in 2 Peter 1. No prophecy of the scripture 
is of any private interpretation. And Johanna's going to help us understand this picture now. Um, Second Peter is the two rocks, two little stones that Peter was. First Peter is going to be the one stone or one rock. And so we have no prophecy of the scripture. So he is, this man is in the number one standing there and he has the Bible with the scripture. And so it's no prophecy of the scripture. So we've made that into a caption sign like that's what's coming out, what the prophets have said and what God has said uh, would happen in the future. And then over here, he's put pointing to his head is of any private. So it's not your own thought, what you think the mark of the beast is say. Uh, you might think, hmm, I think it's must be my social security number. Well, when it comes to the Bible, it's not any private interpretation what you think it is, and that's this one thinking your the caption of what you're thinking it is. You have to go to the Bible and see from history who that beast came out to be in history, and then um, so you, it can't be your own private. It has to be historical evidence to show, and that the mark of the beast has nothing to do. First of all, you got to find out who the beast is, and then you find out the Catholic Church. Then you got to find out what their mark is, and then it can give you the answer from history, not from what we just think in our own heads. So we'll put that together as Second Peter one: No prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. Second Peter one. And let's go ahead and repeat that three times and lock it in our memory. Also, I need to tell you there's two P's. No prophecy and the private for Peter. So you can also have other little clues to go in it. All right. With the P's. Right? So now, yes. Yeah. Second Peter 1. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Second Peter 1. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Second Peter 1. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Second Peter 1. I'll go ahead and read this text and Johanna will help provide the imagery of the picture we were just looking at. No prophecy. You should see that first rock or stone of this yeah go ahead coming up from go ahead yes of the scripture from the scriptures below is of any private so the man pointing to his head made in the one interpretation with the other uh, um, I, caption coming out from his head and we'll repeat this one more time second, second peter, peter one, one. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Second Peter 1. Let's review. We're going to say the words and be ready to give the answer when the words are finished. You're going to want to jump in in the middle, but let's wait until after all the words and give everyone a chance to say it all at one time. So we're going to start the review and let's test to see our memories how well we did with these first, uh, with these five, five texts. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14. It's not playing. It is. So go ahead and. Uh, it's, I mean, did that play? It, it, it didn't come through. Oh, all right. So we'll say it one more time. 
John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 14. So if you think of it after we read the text, go ahead and say it together. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 1911. Psalm 1911. Thy word have I hid in, in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119.11 No prophecy of the scripture as of any private interpretation. Peter 1. Second Peter 1. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Second Peter 1. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28. And we'll say it again. Isaiah 28. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33. Now, for review two of three and three of three, we're going to go through these reviews just like you would online. Uh, when you, when, after the class, we have up on YouTube the review videos so that for everything that you've learned in the class today so that you can um, have these, and, and this is how it's going to work. So what will happen is, We'll be reading him, and then the um, answer will come up, and it'll just move right into the next text, and and sequentially go through that way. And where where we now have learned the the pictures, so we should be able to say what verse it is really quick. And so as you get at the hang of it, as you're reviewing, you're just going to be able to say the text right away, uh, where it's where it's found. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. One. Yeah, uh, it's going. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Isaiah 28. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 119.11 Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. Jeremiah 33 I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
John 14. We're just doing the chapter, book and chapter, and then we'll do the verses. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119, 11. It's, it's automatic. But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. No prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. In this half of the seminar, we will be learning chapter highlights, which is how the program got its name, Bible Rich, from Remember Important Chapter Highlights. So now let's memorize Genesis chapters 1 through 5 with Bible Rich pictures. In Genesis 1, uh, the highlight of the book is God Speaks the Days and the Diets. And Johanna, help uh, tell us more about this picture. Genesis icon is that God made the heavens and the earth. So we have the earth as the world down here, and then we have the swirly line for the heavens. And that will be in all of the Genesis chapters. <clears throat> and so we have, uh, for one, we have God's, this man, and this represents God, and he's got a voice coming out speaking the days. And so these are the six days and what he made on those days and we have that up on you on the youtube already to learn all those and so we don't go into really a big detail right now because you learn those and then this is the herb bearing seed this is what man's diet was was the herb bearing seed which was like probably corn and barley and then the tree with fruit so that was our like apples and nuts so that was man's diet and the animals so he's in a one that's adam standing there eating the um, herb bearing seed in the tree with trees with fruit and then the animal here's a rabbit made with a one beside it so you can think of that and they had the green herb so that's just the green herb uh, plant that they had and we'll say it like this we'll say, we'll say Genesis oh and these are made into one so think of all those ones for the diet was in and that's all it was was the creation days and then he says the diets in day six what these animals were to eat so we'll say, Genesis 1, God speaks the days and the dots. Genesis 1. Right. So let's see, say, repeat this three times to lock it in our memories. Genesis 1, God speaks the days and the diets. Genesis 1, God speaks the days and the diets. Genesis 1, God speaks the the days and the diets, Genesis 1. <clears throat> so now we're going to, I'll repeat the text and 
Johanna will help us with the image we were just looking at. God speaks. You should see a one with God standing there speaking. The days. And the six days that he made things. And the diets. And the diets of man and animal. And let's look at the picture again and go through it. Genesis, Genesis 1. God speaks the days and the diets. Genesis 1. Genesis 2, the seventh day blessed, details of creation, and the tree warning. Go ahead, Johanna. Uh, the seventh day blessed, we have the top of a two makes a seven, and then this is God's hands in the top of the two and the bottom of the two blessing the seventh day. That's at the very first of Genesis 2. And then here's where it gives all the details, where it says he formed man of the dust of the earth, so we just made stick figures to fit in here good, and this is he, and he breathed into his nostrils, so that's in the shape of a two. And then, and it, man became a living soul. That's in that chapter. And this is where he puts him in the Garden of Eden. And this is the four rivers that were in the garden. One, two, three, four. And then there was all the gold and burl and jewels that were on the land. It tells about that there. And then he names the animals. And then he sees he doesn't have a mate. So God puts him to sleep here and takes his rib and makes Eve and then brings Eve to Adam. And then, so you can think of it that way. And then also this is Adam and Eve here. And this is where it says the two shall become one flesh. And then he also in the middle of that, he gives them the tree warning. So you can think of this tree and then the arrow going down from the two warning that you shall surely die. You eat from that one tree. There's a billion trees in this garden, but if you eat from that one, you will die. And so he very well warned them not to eat from the tree in this chapter. So it goes together. Oh, and this icon over here. So when we say the details of the creation, you can think that this is all the things that happened on the world, the creation right there. So it goes together like this. Genesis 2. Seventh day blessed. D, oh, and also this D, this makes the bottom of the two, makes a D for the details in blue. Details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Right, so let's go ahead and repeat this three times to lock it in our memory. Genesis, Genesis 2, seventh day blessed, details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2, seventh day blessed, Details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Seventh day blessed. Details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Now I'll say the text and Johanna will help with the picturing it in our minds. Seventh day blessed. You see the top of the two with it made into a seven and God's hands blessing it in the two. Details of creation. The bottom of the two made into a D with all the details in there. And the tree warning. And the tree over here with the warning with the line going down from the two. And let's see how we did. And we'll repeat this together again. Genesis, Genesis 2. Seventh day blessed. Details of creation. And the tree warning. Genesis 2. Genesis 3, Eve eats from the tree, the punishment, and the promise. Go ahead, Johanna. Um, this is the serpent up here, 
a flying serpent in Isaiah 14 and 30 tells about the serpent with the flying serpent. So he's up in the tree and he's beautiful because God made everything beautiful, which enticed um, Eve. And so this is going to be his lips made into a three, telling them, you shall not surely die. And so the Genesis icon is there. And this three, you can think of that as being their graves where they did die, uh, that he was wrong. And Eve eats from the tree. Actually, Eve eats and tree, they all rhyme with three. And so you can think of this three. And this is creation day three also. God made the trees on day three. So it's very intricate. I mean, it's a will upon will within a will, the Bible, how the numbers all fit in. And so you can that's one way to remember this. And then so she ate from it, and then so here came the punishment. They were kicked out of the garden, so you can think of the bottom of three going out. That uh, flying serpent now became the snake on the ground on his belly. And thou shalt bruise his heel. So you can think this is a three, and this is where it said, Thou shalt bruise his heel. So that snake will bruise Jesus' heel, but he was going to bruise his head. So you can think that foot would step on that head. And then also, this is now where they got the diet to eat the herbs. So this is Adam and Eve, and this three, this is their heads, and this is their mouths. Now they have to eat the herbs, like broccoli and spinach and all those things. But in heaven, we probably won't have to eat that. So um, so that you can think in there. And so, but then he gave the promise of enmity, that he would make it where we won't love to do evil. We're going to have a negative idea about evil. That's what he put in us. So that's a great promise that he would put enmity between us and the and Satan. So we're going to say that these we're going to learn in really rich, all of the real details, but this one, for Simply Rich, we're just going to say, Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Genesis 3. So let's repeat that three times. Genesis, Genesis 3. Eve, Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Genesis 3. Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Genesis 3. Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Genesis 3. I'll read the text and Johanna can describe the picture for us. Eve eats from the tree. You should see the top of the tree, her arm reaching up to eat from the tree. And the punishment. Where they are now going to get kicked out of the garden. And the promise. And then Eve in the middle and the snake that there's a promise that they're not going to like each other. And we'll repeat the picture one more time. Genesis, Genesis 3. Eve, Eve eats from the tree. And the punishment. And the promise. Genesis 3. Genesis 4. Cain and Abel. Sin lieth at the door. Go ahead, Johanna. Um, this four is made into Cain's arm, and he's holding a club going out from the bottom of the four. And Abel's standing there, uh, and he's going to kill him now because he brought a lamb, and Cain did not because you have to have Jesus in your uh, offerings, always thinking of Jesus. He's the only way to be saved. And so then we have the blood that was shed down here, and it's calling out, help, help. And so over here we have that God told him that this blood, that this sin, that he killed his brother, is lying at the door. So this four is made into a door, and that door, if you look over here, think these four letters, Cain and Abel, and also you can think Adam and Eve, 
Cain and Abel. Now they've talked about four different people. In now in chapter four, we've gotten to four people, and then Dor has four letters. Even Seth, who's going to take Abel's place in the line of from Adam down to Jesus, he, he will take his place as the line that Jesus comes through. And and that has four letters also. And so we're going to say this together like this. It'll go Genesis four. Cain and Abel sinned liar at the door. Genesis 4. And let's repeat this three times together. Genesis 4. Cain and Abel sinned lieth at the door. Genesis 4. Cain and Abel sinned lieth at the door. Genesis 4. Cain and Abel Sin lieth at the door. Genesis 4. And also door and four. I'll say the text and Johanna can help us with the image. Cain and Abel. You should see the four of his arm and the club and then Abel on the other side of the four. Sin lieth at the door. And then sin lying at the bottom of this four. And and the door made it out of the four. And here's, let's repeat this together. Genesis 4. Cain and Abel, sin lieth at the door. Genesis 4. Genesis 5. Generations from Adam to Noah. This is where all the generations from Adam to Noah are. And we start at the top of it. Well, here's the Genesis icon made right there, and there's another one right there. And this, you think of the top of the five coming down, is going to be the generations. And it's going to be from Adam, so the top of the five, with the line going across here, makes it A. And this, so that's going to say Adam, and he was the first generation. And he ate from the tree in uh, chapter 3, so we put a 3 right there beside for a little clue, and he died at 930 years, so God even has that clue, that it was in 3, which is remember he was 930, and then down here we put Noah with the world icon now in a, covered with water in a flood with the, his ark on it, so, and that's the N-O-A-H, in the middle of his name, and then, and he's the 10th also from Adam, so that gives you 10 generations, and in there, God took Noah, so here's, I mean, God took Enoch, so here's Enoch standing on the earth, and then you can think of the five, it just goes out, because God just took him up to heaven. And he's the seventh, and which is in Jude, that he's the seventh generation. If you go back, this makes a backwards seven, to remember he's the seventh. And then at the bottom, he had, his son was Methuselah, and he was the eighth, and he was the longest living uh, if you know commandment five, your days will be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. We use that same thing because he's the longest also. And also you can think he's the eighth because this makes the bottom of that eight. And there's some more clues in there, but we'll do that in really rich. Um, but for now we want to say the generations from Adam to Noah is Genesis 5. And let's repeat that three times. Genesis, Genesis 5. Generations from Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. Generations from Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. Generations from Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. 
I'll repeat this, and then Johanna will help us with the image. Gener generations from Adam. You should see the line going down from the letter A, spelling out Adam at the top of the five. To Noah. With the circle for, his, for the O in Noah at the bottom of the five. And let's repeat this together one time. Genesis, Genesis 5. Generations, generations from Adam, Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. Let's review. We're going to say the words and be ready to give the answer when the words are finished. Seventh day blessed, details of creation, and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Do you want to uh, go through the picture? Generations from Noah to Adam to Noah. Cain and Abel, sin lieth at the door. God speaks the days and the diets. We always show the picture after just to keep reinforcing. Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Genesis 3. Review two of three. Cain and Abel, sin lieth at the door. Genesis four. God speaks the days and the diets. Genesis one. Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Generations from Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. Seventh day blessed, details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Review 3 of 3. God speaks the days and the diets. Cain and Abel, sin lieth at the door. Genesis 4. <coughs> Seventh day blessed, details of creation and the tree warning. Genesis 2. Eve eats from the tree and the punishment and the promise. Generations from Adam to Noah. Genesis 5. On YouTube, uh, Bible Rich, if you type that title in, we have a review video for you uh, to, to go back to. And, if, and it's labeled Monday's Seminar, Simply Rich Review. It's a little faster than this because something happened there. It's not able to right. do the video. Right. So, but it'll be faster. You can go through it a lot faster. And you can just review it all. We time. recommend you watch that review and participate in it for at least five days in a row and for at least four weeks in the month.
uh, to lock it into your memory. That, that's another key text that we found is that the, it's, the, it's the five days in a row of, of just strictly doing the review that will lock it into your memory and then one week, one day a week for four weeks will also help and then uh, lock it in for a long-term memory. So thank you for coming to experience this new uh, memorizing technique. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.